Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It's very true. Nobody wants to smell your fish. No, absolutely not. Don't bring tuna on the airplane. No. No, you're the worst. You are the worst. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on ESPN Plus, not to mention SiriusXM Channel 80, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. It is Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, in for Chris Canty. You know what I enjoy? Unhinged Jerry Jones. That's what I enjoy, Amber Wilson. And it feels like we're getting more and more of it as time goes along. We may just have to start a segment unhinged jerry jones it's the gift that keeps on giving to sports radio and it, it ain't even is. seasoned yet we still got another 48 hours here carlin i know and we've already got jerry jones gold i know here it is this is jerry jones 105.3 the fan in dallas doing some math i guess i have to believe one and one is three i, I can't i can't uh, operate where one and one is two now we all know it is uh, physically but uh, the three is where you have to go. Now, you have to have optimism to operate out in that world. I'm sorry, what? Uh, huh? And, and, and he wasn't even done. He, he kept going on after the whole optimism thing and said, got to do things you've got to count on one and one being three. I'm not trying to play games, but that's where the biggest payoffs are. It's out there. It's there for everybody to grab. So one and one is two. So here you go. Uh, I, I, you know, one and one uh, being three huh? is just not something that I was aware of. And maybe that's why Jerry Jones is or something that we should aspire to, apparently. <laughs> well, uh, listen, this is, uh, Jerry Jones has more money than I'll ever hope to have right in my entire <laughs> lifetime. So uh, I guess it's working out for him uh, the way that he does his addition. I have no idea what he's talking about. It's fine, though. Keep them coming, Jerry. We appreciate these sound bites. Uh, yeah. On the bigger picture, though, Amber. Dak Prescott, and there may be nobody in the league that has more to prove than Dak Prescott as far as quarterbacks because he's been paid a ridiculous amount of money. He has put up really good numbers in his career. He has done basically everything you'd want to see a young quarterback do except win in a big situation. And last year, he didn't handle himself well when the game is on the line, and, and, you know, I've been thinking about this more and more. The thing that people need to remember, too, as that game came down to the wire with the 49ers, is that those situations are practiced every day among NFL and college teams. It's toward the end of practice. It's usually the last thing you do. They'll put X number of seconds up on the clock. You have to go, whether you have to score a touchdown or you have to kick a field goal, and you have to know the scenario all the way through. And this is what he didn't do. So that that is one of those lasting images for Dak, right? He needs to he needs to shed himself of that lasting image because until he does, that's all I'm going to think about. He can throw as many touchdown passes as he want he wants during the regular season. It's not going to matter to me because all I'm going to think about is the clock running out. 
it's not just a reflection on Dak. Of course, it's a reflection on Mike McCarthy as well. And that's been the criticism of him for quite some time. The clock management problems. Yeah, it was ugly when they lost to the 49ers 23 to 17 last season. But I think it was ugly even before that moment and how it actually ended there. Because you're talking about an offense that was leading the NFL in yards and points. And they just came out and seemed very flat-footed in that game. And that's sort of been the criticism surrounding Dak. You're right when you pull his numbers. Like every year, I am consistently surprised. Surprised. I feel like the narrative around Dak is very ho-hum or negative. And then I pull his passer ratings and his numbers overall each and every season. And I'm like, they're fantastic. This dude was great. Like, yeah. what, what were we doing criticizing him all season long? But what happens is that you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And we know where the expectations are. It has lent itself to being hypercritical of everything that Dak does. They didn't pay him that kind of money. To not win, though, I mean, there is an expectation at this point. So Dak is a very good quarterback. In fact, I think sometimes Dak, which is strange, is an underrated quarterback in the NFL. But there is pressure for him to actually win when it matters most. Yeah, I, underrated, that's not a word I'm going to use yet. That's, that's a word I would use if he had shown that ability to win when it mattered a little bit. And we still didn't give him maybe some credit that he would deserve for that. We're not there yet. Like, because he does have that stigma attached to him. The other part of this too, Amber, is whether Jerry wants to say it or not, and he hasn't said it all preseason here or during the offseason, this is on Dak. They have taken away those weapons. They have taken away uh, one in Amari Cooper. They have lost Tyron Smith. They have made things harder for him. But the reason that has happened is that Dak took all the money. So now, if you don't like being that guy, you have to understand that this is part of the territory. And so the Cowboys, because financially they needed to do it, just made it tougher for him to deliver. But it's it's on him because they paid Zeke. And I don't think either one of us thinks Zeke is going to head anywhere big this year do you no I I don't I think that Zeke is going to have a hard time bouncing back it's really hard to believe that you're going to have a resurgent year even in a contract year like it is for Zeke it's hard to imagine that's coming at that position at that particular position and and frankly they should be well suited in the backfield to be able to survive that even if he doesn't bounce back like that right because of the guy who they have next to him but we know about Jerry Jones the things he said his public affinity towards Zeke and him saying and him wanting to be right maybe also being a component of it as well saying that offense is going to run through Ezekiel I think when you're talking about this Cowboys team, you're talking about Dak Prescott getting that contract, it being hard then went to pay other, you know, to pay Amari Cooper, obviously. And that's what happens, Carlin, when these quarterbacks come off of rookie deals and when they do prove themselves and when you do have to pay them big. That's what we were talking about yesterday with who's still on that rookie deal who's under 26 who could maybe win it because that's your window for a lot of these teams to try to win it because it does get harder once you have to hand the quarterback 40 plus million dollars a year. And that's definitely what's happened here with the Dallas Cowboys. And then aside from that, you also have an O-line that's a little less elite than it used to be because there's only so yep. far those windows extend as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is, 
It is a, a healthy list of guys that have something to prove this year, and Dak is right at the top of it. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Amber Wilson in for Chris Canty today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. So what quarterbacks have the most to prove? Dr. Pepper call in line. Vamanos, muchachos, 888-729-3776. Lay out your case, your opportunity. 888-SAY-ESPN. Which quarterback has the most to prove this year? And next, this is very interesting. A year ago, Bill Barnwell made an argument for all 32 teams to win the Super Bowl prior to the season. One of the teams that made it last year, the Cincinnati Bengals, he had 29th. But he made an argument. Everybody's got one. We'll try to pick one from the bottom half, like the Bengals made the run this past year. It's next on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? There's always a couple of teams that surprise you and end up making, maybe not making a run, but certainly having a better year than you expect. And then every once in a while, every couple of years, you'll have the team that nobody expected to make a run at all, and they do just that, like the Cincinnati Bengals. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on ESPN Plus, also on Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speaker, Amber, Bill Barnwell put out an article a year ago making the case for all 32 teams to go and win the Super Bowl, trying to just find some sort of path for them all. He had the Cincinnati Bengals as the 29th ranked team to try to win uh, to win a Super Bowl last year. And he's going, he's really ranking it according to ESPN FPI. And of course, the Bengals went and made it to the Super Bowl, which was very unexpected to say the least. 
very unexpected. Things worked out well for the Bengals at the right time, right? When you were heading to the postseason, it was a healthy team when most teams were not. And things sort of fall into place for this Bengals team. I think Joe Burrow probably a lot better than we even expected him to be. And then, of course, that relationship there with Jamar Chase. This is an improved Bengals team. So I'm surprised that they're still only 18th on Bill Barnwell's list this year. Like We're still talking about a team that apparently has, according to FBI, their chances to win the Super Bowl in 2022 just slightly below league average. So we're talking about the bottom half of things here for a team that was in the Super Bowl last season. That right. seems like a good pick to me, right? Because there's no reason to think that they would be taking a step back coming off of last season. It feels like they're going to be better Hopefully Joe Burrow will have more protection this season coming off of this draft. Things should be looking up and looking up for the Bengals means, well, maybe you win it next time that you're in it. Yeah, listen, I, the Bengals are a good bet to me right now. They're at plus 2000. So 20 to one on Caesar's Sportsbook. I would not think twice about putting a few bucks on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. There are some other teams though, in the bottom half, that I'm curious as to see who you would take to make that run this year. Now, to, to quantify this just a little bit or to qualify it, you know, a couple of the teams that are in the bottom half, uh, the S San Francisco 49ers because of the quarterback situation. You know, you just mentioned the Bengals at 18. The Eagles at 17. I've already picked the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl anyway. So I'm not going to pick that team. But of the teams that are in the bottom half of the league, who do you say Amber Wilson has the best opportunity to get to a Super Bowl? Well, am I not allowed to include the 49ers in this conversation? Because that's exactly I mean, if you want to take the cheap way, certainly you could do well, that. Well, listen, it's the low-hanging fruit. But, I mean, they are sitting at yeah, 20th exactly. on Easy this way list. Out. That's, their yeah, their, their chance it. to win a Super Bowl is 2.3%, according to this Bill Barnwell article. I mean... It's pretty remarkable. Now, I wouldn't have said them if we're just talking about relying on Trey Lance for an entire season and postseason because I have no idea if Trey Lance is a great quarterback. He could be. I just have no idea. We've seen him play so little football overall as a starter. What I do know is the guy sitting behind him can make it to a Super Bowl. So it feels like with how good that team is around that position and then you have those two opportunities with both Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo – that they'd be a good one. You want me to get crazy and take a flyer? I mean, I don't want you to get crazy. I'd like you to have some guts. Okay, let me try to have some guts. What about, and this I'm doing for radio, <laughs> for, for the sake of the I conversation. I have a hard time really buying in, but uh, what about the Tennessee Titans? It's just a team that could make a run out of nowhere. What That's about the Tennessee Titans? I hate being wrong, Carlin. What about the Tennessee Titans sitting here at 22nd on this list, right? I think we all think that they're going to be taking a step back. What is it going to look like when Ryan Tannehill doesn't have A.J. Brown for an entire season? We thought what it looked like when he was missing him for like six games last season. Everybody, though, on this Titans team spent time incredibly injured at one point last season, so this team underperformed. Presumably, if Derrick Henry actually bounces back and is fully healthy, maybe Ryan Tannehill ends up looking like, you know, beginnings of Ryan Tannehill during his starting tenure there in Tennessee. It could still be a great coaching staff in Tennessee. You know, you're still talking about a team that could surprise us, Carlin. They could make a run. Crazier yeah, things I mean, have happened. It's not like they were the 
number one overall seed in the AFC last year. They were that. Come on. Well, what do you want? You want to take the New York Giants sitting right behind them at 23? Listen, take a shot, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, who's in for Chris Canty today. I'm going to shock you right now. I'm going to shock you. The team at number 21 that has the opportunity is your Miami Dolphins. There you go. It's your see. I have the, the guts, guts to pick your dolphins. You didn't. <laughs> How much you believe in what's going on now? If you don't have the guts to pick your own team, I don't want to seem like a homer. Yeah. Well, listen. I, if Tua is the guy that has genuinely improved this offseason, if the arm strength is better, there's no reason to think that the Dolphins couldn't make a run toward the postseason. Now they're at 21. Are they? The 21st team in the NFL, no. I think there are a few other teams that are better. I have a very difficult time going down as far as 29 and saying that any of the teams below that have a Super Bowl run in them like the Bengals did because 29 is the Falcons, 30 is the Jets, 31 is the Texans, 32 is the Bears. Now, Amber, believe it or not, if Zach Wilson was actually playing – I would say the Jets. I would wow. absolutely take the Jets. But I can't well, get them on actually, the field. I mean, it, it, we're only talking four games as of right now. I mean, we're only today we're I, only talking four. I mean, only. And right? you just said the magic words, as of right now. As of right now. A few years ago, the Jets right now are 150 to 1 to win the Super Bowl on Caesar Sportsbook. And you understand why. And so the, the Seahawks have uh, – the Seahawks, the Falcons, and the Texans are the only three teams with longer odds in terms of betting right now. A few years ago, I bet the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl, and I got them at 25 to 1, and that was in 2017. And that was, now granted, I was working in Philadelphia, so it was a talking point. It was for the show. <laughs> But I put in a cool hundy down, and the next thing you know, I'm looking at 2600 bucks at the end of the year. That's how you do it. Yes. You know what? I'm still not doing it. it not with, I, I, that's how you, you do done. it, Garland. I'm not doing it. Not with these teams here below 29 like you want me to. Like maybe. You don't have to even pick 29, but just just. What about something. the Steelers at 27? Okay, so this is interesting to me, okay? That is at 27 is a good pick because we know how good their defense is. Mm-hmm. So if Kenny Pickett takes over by the middle of October, which I think we all kind of think he will, and he's a rookie quarterback, but he's a guy who's 24 years old, is that out of the realm of possibility? I think personally the Steelers are going to have a losing year, but they're plus 8,000 right now to win the Super Bowl. Like, that's not terrible. That's not a terrible pick on your part if you were going to pick a team to go on a run. Granted, Burrow was not a rookie, but he was a second year, and they had some really good weapons, and a lot of people feel like Carl Pickens is going to be a dynamic receiver for the Steelers. Well, and he was was not a rookie in Burrow, but he was a second year. George Pickens, excuse me. Well, Carl he Pickens, was, of course, played for the Bengals. And Burrow was a was a quarterback in a his sophomore year who hadn't played an entire rookie season, right? Because of mm-hmm. that injury and coming off of that injury, it's one reason that there wasn't the belief in the Bengals last season. So crazier things have happened. It's possible Kenny Pickett goes out there and 
and looks like something that none of us even expect, even though there's a lot of excitement right now around what he could be. The problem is going to be that O-line for the Steelers. It's hard to believe that they're really going to make a run, but they've got the coach to do it. You guys keep talking about this second-year quarterback in Joe Burrow. What about Trevor Lawrence? Like, what about a second-year quarterback? They're 28th in FPI on this list. Like, what about the Jaguars making that run with Doug Peterson, who's won a Super Bowl, and being this year's Bengals? How about the Jaguars? Christian Kirk isn't Jamar Chase. That's the problem. He's being paid a lot more, though. He is being paid a lot more than right now. Right now. But that's the thing about the Bengals. When you look back... Not that we knew that Jamar Chase was going to be this, but didn't we all think that Jamar Chase was going to be pretty dynamic pretty early? I think Yes, and I don't think any of us expected also that Joe Burrow would be able to have the success that he had while he was on his back half the season. Yeah, that's a fair because point. Because that did prove to be true. And that's yet a very fair point. They found themselves in the... So, Evan, are you going on record right now as taking the Jacksonville Jaguars? Do it, Evan. I'm already on record that they're going to have a winning record. Then I'm on record that they're going to win 10 games. So why not? Yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars (laughs) will be this year's Bengals. They are going to be in the Super Bowl. Wow. Wow. That's how you do it. And the city of Jacksonville just absolutely rejoices that Evan Wilner is on board. And, Chris, can I borrow some money? Because I want to put some money where my mouth is. But I can't (laughs) afford it. I think you could swing it. I think you could come up with a couple of bucks. You get good odds. I just to I'll pull it up right now. Jacksonville uh to win the Super Bowl this year, 125 to 1. 125 to 1, Ev. Not bad. I'm in. How about just to get there? Just to get there, Jacksonville at plus six thousand, sixty to one. Yeah, I'm in. I'm gonna. Those go are bad odds, y'all. If you lose the bets, right? Like they're good if it's successful. And ha- I'm just saying. <laughs> Can you just, just be a little fun? <laughs> Let us throw our money away with hopes and dreams in peace. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Up next, we got to hear more from you. Who are who to you could be this year's Bengals and what quarterback? has the most to prove. The lines are open on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We've got a couple up already. Want to get more of you in. We will do that. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. 
quarterbacks with the most to prove and the team that could really turn into this year's Cincinnati Bengals. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. I just, uh, I, I'll just share this real quick because I just saw it on Twitter and it's kind of amazing. So the Mets, so to speak, you know, the Mets are not playing good baseball right now. They got bombed last night by the Pittsburgh Pirates and now they are tied with the Braves in the National League East after some dope not two months ago had said the division's over, and that dope was me. Um, Amber, how about this? Jerry Seinfeld ripping the Mets, but not ripping the Mets per se. You're familiar with the work of Timmy Trumpet? I'm familiar. Yes. So Timmy Trumpet, in case you were unfamiliar, is the artist who did the song that... Uh, Edwin Diaz comes out to and it is it's kind of gotten some big play of late this is the song banger Uh, it really is dear god it is one of those songs that you cannot get out of your head like Amber I heard it last week this beautiful song Uh, for the Mets struggles is that what's about to happen (laughs) Jerry Seinfeld says Timmy Trumpet showed up to perform it live last week. They, they lost, by the way, the first night he was there. He had to come back. And Jerry tweets out, or I think it's on Instagram, I blame that stupid Trumpet performance. <laughs> Celebrating in season. We haven't won anything yet. Bad mojo. Same as when the Baja men showed up to play Who Let the Dogs Out in the 2000 World Series. Series was over right there. Our producer, Evan Wilner, kept saying that this live performance from from Timmy Trumpet is going to ruin the Mets. And so far, he's actually been right. Uh, I actually said that he was going to blow the save that night and never be able to hear the song again before he entered. <laughs> so it was a little off, but well, I was right even, about it ruining this is where, the Mets. This is where Evan and I actually, we were, we have a little connection in that when Timmy Trumpet showed up and actually got to go out and... Uh, perform i wanted diaz to just get absolutely shelled (laughs) what's wrong with me that i have that as my feel i have to see him go out and get bombed on a night where they trot this guy out there with the trumpet i can't imagine why people accuse you of being negative i don't know carlin it's bizarre i know what here's the thing i genuinely am a very positive person but I, there is a healthy dose of schadenfreude. I do root for the pain of other people for some reason. And it, I, I guess it's like, it's kind of a New Jersey thing in me. Well, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of a Jersey thing in me because we walk around looking at people saying, you think you're better than me? And that's that's basically what it is. And so you just want the ruin of everybody else, including exactly. everybody who likes fun and likes Timmy Trumpet. I'm not going to stand for this trumpet slander. It is not the trumpet's fault. I, it's not the trumpet's fault. But, you know, I, I do get the idea of not wanting to celebrate too soon. 888-ESPN, <laughs> 888-729-3776. See, if you play it, it's never going to leave my brain. Not at least for 48 hours, I would say. Not at least. It's just awful. You can't be negative with this song on. But when did a trumpet become like pop? 
What, what did I miss with that? Timmy made it cool, man. He made I the trouble. So. I guess I think actually Edwin Diaz made it cool. Yeah. But Edwin Diaz, who, by the way, couldn't get people out for the first year and a half of his Met career. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, the trumpet is the greatest thing ever. I don't know. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. I'm just a terrible guy. That's you what it boils fun. down to. I am officially the worst. Up next, our division previews continue with a division that has not seen a repeat winner in 15 years. Plus, your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-729-3776, with what quarterback has the most to prove this year and what team is capable of being this year's Bengals. It's all on tap. Canty and Carlin, Amber is in for Canty on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. Let's hit the calls. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson in for Canty. It is Curtis in North Carolina up next on ESPN Radio. Curtis, who is overhyped this year? Who is overhyped this year? That is the question. Now, you know what really grinds my gears, Carlin? Mm. When Keyshawn calls in and picks the New Orleans Saints over the Buffalo Bills? Are you nuts? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what are we serving in, in the break room? It, it, is, 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 is there narcotics in there? Get he's not just picking them over the Buffalo nuts. Bills, too. He's picking them over everybody. He's, everybody in the league. He's, pick, right. he's picking over them over everybody in the league. And then he had the nerve to try to call in and have some type of explanation. I was waiting on the explanation for uh, Winston over Josh. I was like, what is he going to say? He threw 30 interceptions. Yes, you cannot take that away. The man is not a good quarterback. C-plus at best. Well, key, you know, he, he, he cut him some slack on the 15 of them. I don't know that 15 of them were tipped. He always does that. He I, always I, think, me neither. He always says, well, you know, part of it was it was mistakes of the receivers because of who he was throwing to. I'm like, what do you mean who he was throwing to? Those same receivers won a Super Bowl the next year. He's throwing to Mike Evans. And Chris Godwin. Yes. Like, what are we talking about? He was throwing to one of the best receiver rooms in the in the nation. I it's it, Key always has this take. It drives me nuts, but I get it. He loves his Saints. He loves him his nephew, which you should. Any good uncle would, right? His nephew might might have a bounce back here. Look. I I don't agree with Key at all on that one. And I'll be honest with you. I wanted to rip into him. We were a little short on time. <laughs> Just to take you behind the curtain. I'm, I'm not so, going to rip into Key too much. Yeah, gonna, I, I don't mind doing that. Do that one. I don't mind doing that. But we were a little short on time, and Key was going to do NFL Live. So, you know, listen, 
The last thing he needs is some fat bald guy that he kind of knows, but doesn't really know all that well, what him ripping into him when he comes on to do our show. I had also already ripped into him about his Saints take because we went at it on first take a while back about the Saints. Key has had this take about the Saints yeah. for quite some time, but he's not the only one. No, like, Bart thinks Jameis Winston's winning the MVP. Right. Bart I mean, and Joe Fortenbaugh has him in the Super Bowl. I mean, there are people all across our network that feel that way about the New Orleans Saints. What are we serving these people? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> we need what to is it? the break room more closely. Uh, yeah, maybe there is liquor in the break room. I don't know. If there is, maybe we need to start hitting it. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. On the Philadelphia Eagles becoming the betting favorites in the NFC East. But as we continue to preview each division leading up to Sunday and the full slate of games, we now shift our attention to the AFC West. Amber Wilson this is the best division in all of football, and I don't think it's particularly close. And I'm not exactly breaking any ground with that scorcher of a hot take. Let's start with Kansas City. Now, we have seen Bart and a couple of other people pick against the Chiefs this year. In fact, Bart said Chiefs aren't going to make the playoffs. I don't buy that for a second. And people are worried about you know, Patrick Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill. And I get it, Tyreek Hill, dynamic player. Does anybody believe that Patrick Mahomes isn't somebody that is going to make other players around him better? Amber, I'll just give you this number real quick. Last two years, really two and a half years since 2019, the Chiefs have been without Tyreek Hill four times. They have had a different leading receiver in each of those games in terms of the wide receivers and then Travis Kelsey has caught 22 of his 25 targets in those games. The Chiefs are going to be just fine. But I don't think people realize how much Tyreek Hill being there helped Travis Kelsey as well, right? Because Tyreek Hill was taking so much of that attention away from defenses. And now we know this offense very squarely runs through Travis Kelsey. So it's possible, Carlin, and I'm not going to go out and say it, but it's possible Travis Kelsey is like a little bit of a down year, right? By the mm -hmm. standards that we're used to seeing from Travis Kelsey because of the departure of Tyreek Hill. I don't know if these other guys are going to be able to make up that void that's left. Sky Moore is supposed to have a lot of promise. Who knows? None of us know what he's going to turn into. Juju, sure. I mean, it could look a lot better when Mahomes is throwing you the football. Valdez Scantling, it could look better. You know, me, me, Cole Hardman is now the vet in this team, in this locker room. Sure, he could also have a breakout year. I just have a hard time believing the Chiefs got better, right, when they lost Tyreek Hill this offseason. They got worse. And it's undeniable that they got worse in the hardest division in football. And so I'm not totally counting out. I'm not going to get crazy. I'm not going to say the Chiefs aren't making the playoffs, Carlin. That's, mm -hmm. I'll leave that kind of talk to Bart Scott. But maybe they're not winning a Super Bowl. How crazy is that? It's not that crazy. It's not that crazy. But I still say they're a playoff team. Absolutely. Yeah, Amber, can you answer this question for me? Who is the only team in football this year in the preseason to not turn the ball over once and to have the fewest also at the same time had the fewest penalty yards against them is that the kansas city chiefs it's not oh see 
Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, you were setting me up for the transition. Look at yes. That. How about that? The Raiders. Think about that for a second. Fewest penalty yards and no turnovers. Now, it's the preseason, right? Yeah, I'm like, who was playing in those games? I, I mean, understand it's, that. It's hard to care. But it's more about the effect that Josh McDaniels, I think, is having so far. I've checked in with some people around the Raiders, and they are raving about what he is doing. And these are not people that have their entire career based in that. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of good things going on as far as Josh McDaniels, the message he's delivering to this team in terms of how they're going to win, what everybody's role is going to be, and executing the plan. There is a lot of confidence emanating from the Raiders right now, and they love the fact that they are flying under the radar. When you have a veteran at the helm and Derek Carr, who most people think gets overlooked in the NFL he's had a very good career so far but now eight years into his career he's got real weapons like explosive weapons around him and a supporting cast around him like he's never had before and so there's a whole huge number of reasons uh, from Devontae Parker down to be optimistic about this Raiders team there's also questions right like I don't is Josh McDaniels gonna be the Josh McDaniels, we expected him to be the first go-around that he very much was not in Denver. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't know what we're getting there from the head coach, but I understand why there's optimism around around this Raiders team. Is it too much too soon for Justin Herbert? I don't think so. I, he's getting all the love that he deserves. Let, let's call it what it is. I mean, the first two seasons that he has had, they're, they've been better than... Well, Patrick Mahomes are pretty close to his first two full seasons with what Herbert has done. It's been fantastic. Now, remember, Mahomes sat for the majority, what, 15 of the 16 games in his first season. But I, I, I think it's a, an awful lot that has come Herbert's way, and they have done some things to really make that team better. I love what they did defensively. They could not stop the run to save their lives. They couldn't stop a runny nose last year. Enter Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day on the defensive line. Khalil Mack is a pass rusher to go opposite Joey Bosa. And then there's just weapons all over the place here. Austin Eckler is so underrated in this league as a player. You know, the only place he's not underrated is in fantasy football. Uh, Justin Herbert's a, a, a fantastic fantastic quarterback headed for superstardom a lot of people are picking the chargers to win that division i'm one of them eckler's 24 receiving touchdowns in his first five seasons are the most by any running back since 1967 wow. if you pull justin herbert's numbers they're just as pretty maybe even prettier we're talking about a player no player in history has more completions yards passing touchdowns or total touchdowns through their first two seasons in the league than Justin Herbert. Let me this ask you this team question is loaded and, and Bosa and Cleo Mack. I mean, the, yeah. oh, that's going to be dirty. Let me ask you this, too, about Herbert, Amber. Is there anybody that looks more comfortable in his skin as a quarterback than Herbert? Well, he looks the part, Carlin. He looks the part. Yeah, very much so. And then there's Russ. They're going to let Russ cook in Denver. The Broncos defensively are very good, and we know he's got weapons. Does the AFC West, because of the Broncos, have three playoff teams this year? I mean, it could have four. <laughs> it really could. Uh, you know, it could have four playoff teams. That's how loaded this division is. Also, though, this division could beat each itself up. And that's the concern here. To me, the Broncos have the biggest question mark. Because mm. I've never believed they were just a quarterback away. I, I, I have to say, 
I think this is going to be just that, a cannibalistic division. But I do think these teams are good enough to beat up on the other teams in their schedule, too. So, yeah, I say three playoff teams are going to come out of the AFC West this year. But you're not wrong. Like, think about it. It's really not crazy to say it could be four. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.